Hey guys, I hope you are having an amazing, beautiful, positive day. I am sending you all so much love, so much peaceful, balanced energy. I know that there is a lot of high energy right now and we're all just kind of trying to stay balanced and, you know, figure out this balance amongst all these heavy energies and just know that it is totally normal and that when we realize you know, this spiritual journey is never straight. It's never, you know, it's never really just easy. It's it's always got some twists and turns to it. And collectively, humanity is in a very big turning point. So just be really gentle with yourself. Be really easy on yourself. Be really loving towards yourself and to the people around you. So today I wanted to talk about the anxious attachment style. You know, I've gotten a lot of requests on this podcast and how I healed my attachment style. I want to give you guys a perspective of the anxious attachment style and what I really experienced in my life and in my journey and how I felt and, you know, how I healed this. And mind you, it is, it's a work in progress. Every single day is a work in progress. Um, I did do a podcast on detachment and this is the whole, you know, process of detachment that us anxious attachment styles have to go through. We have to constantly be reminding ourselves that we are in control. We are in our bodies, that nobody has control over us. Nobody has power over us, that we decide what we give our energy to. Um, And it's constant, constant reminder of this, right? As I've done work to heal and come into a more of a secure attachment style, you know, my body still remembers the anxiety that I've experienced my 28, 29 years on this planet. And I am now 31. So I'm, this is a new energy for me to be sitting in, to be able to detach myself from things and process things and, you know, instead of reacting and being triggered and having a quick emotional response because of my inability to see myself, I allow myself to feel all the emotions that I'm feeling when I get triggered and instead of reacting, I take some time to process it. So most of you have been following my podcast for a while. You, like myself, the people pleaser, overgiver, the anxious attachment style, the love addict. We have grown in our life to become very attached to love and connection. And not just in love relationships, but in every area of our life, right? We really um, tend to be the highly sensitive ones, right? Uh, walking amongst this earth. We are the ones that engulf ourselves in in every situation. We are very involved in every situation. It's almost like we fall on our knees in our in our mercy of like, you know, letting things happen to us in our life. We just we succumb to our own self-sabotage time and time again. And we tend to really create a lot of chaos for ourselves in our life because we cannot see past the emotions that we are feeling. And our emotions completely control us. You know, it's different from the other attachment styles. 
that are disconnected from their emotional bodies and can distract themselves and move on and move forward in their life and, you know, dismiss things. That is not the, you know, that is not the case for the attachment style, uh, the anxious attachment style. That is not the life we live. We very much allow our emotions to control everything in our life. So when I was younger, yes, very highly, highly sensitive. And we are craving love. We're craving this validation. And, you know, every one of us has a different journey. We all have things that we've gone through that would have created this attachment style for us. You know, if you guys know my other podcast, I talk about having a sick parent and the trauma that came with that and the fear of losing my mom really created this unhealthy attachment for me to love because I felt like I I was afraid that I would lose somebody that I love. So when I meet somebody throughout my life that awakens these emotions within me, I cling to it and want to sink my fingers into it and, and just never let it go. And that energy ends up pushing away the very thing that I want to keep. And so I know a lot of you are totally nodding your head when I'm speaking of this because you too have been seeking validation from something outside of yourself, right? Love, craving this love. And what happens when we meet somebody, our entire world changes And all of our energy goes on this person. It's this addiction to that feeling of love and really needing it to be present in our life. Our life actually becomes that love for that person. Even if it is not reciprocated. And for the most part, for the people pleaser, the overgiver, the anxious attachment style the lesson that you're going to be presented in your life, in your soul journey, is that of somebody who is dismissive. And it is our soul's lessons here to heal our attachment style, to find our own love and detach ourselves from needing anybody to love us before we love ourselves. And I remember being in elementary school and high school and being so boy crazy. And, you know, I look back now and I can laugh about it. It's it's embarrassing, you know. I'm sure a lot of you could agree with me. Those anxious attachment styles, we do some pretty crazy and embarrassing things for love and attention. And, you know, I, I, I grieve for that little girl who didn't feel loved. I grieve for that little girl who didn't love herself enough to know that she didn't need anybody to validate her, that she was amazing and beautiful and and brilliant on her own. So a lot of you, like myself, have gone our entire lives just trying to be somebody perfect for others to see. And we are constantly blaming ourselves for the failures in our relationships, constantly. And when really, not to say that it is all of our fault, but we tend to be what sabotages the love that we so badly want in our life by holding onto it too tightly. 
I remember being a little girl and being so boy crazy and just wanting to spend all my time on the phone. And, you know, as I got older and my teen years, I got depressed because I just wanted to be loved so badly. And I would look at other people in my high school and they would all be coupled up and booed up. And I just couldn't ever figure out why nobody ever wanted to be with me. And it really bothered me and it really made me depressed. And I really compared myself to others and I sank into a deep depression in my early teens. And so that really started my journey to running from myself, to trying to discover this happiness that was somewhere out there, not realizing that the happiness was actually with me this whole time. Without love in my life, I mean, if we can think about it, that's a really ridiculous and irrational thought and belief because there is love in our lives. It is all around us. Love is everywhere around us. But if we don't love ourselves, then how do we feel that love from others? How do we know that it exists and that it is there? And so as I grew and I sabotaged more connections, you know, um, Many of you, like myself, the reactive person, right, in love and connections, we want to blame and spaz out on somebody and have all their attention all their time. And if you can think of how energy works, you know, speaking of how our whole life becomes this other person's life, all of our goals and things and things that we're working towards get put on the back burner and all of our energy and thoughts are focused on this person. And needing this person's energy and their attention and validation and love and physical touch, right? Just needing them to be there for us. And we really stall ourselves in our life. We really put a lot of the things that we really want to do on the back burner because we so badly want to feel love. And again, really realizing where this comes from. This comes from... You know, a fear of losing love, a fear of not having it. You know, maybe as a child you had it, but it was only, you know, it was inconsistent or you had somebody pass away or some parents got divorced and, you know, you felt the, that really big shift in your life and insecurity and love. And so you have these fears of this anxiety surrounding love altogether. And it's really transferred into your adult life in an unhealthy way, Right. And the first step to changing this is to really admit to yourself. You know, when you think of alcoholics and they go to Alcoholics Anonymous and they put up their hand and they say, hey, I'm so-and-so and I'm an alcoholic. Like that is the first step to healing this is to accept that you are a love addict. I'm going to start, I'm going to start you off. Hey, I'm Misha and I am a love addict. <laughs> And I'm such a lover. And you know what? Now I can look back in my journey and, you know, and I, I look at the anxious attachment style, people that have this attachment style. We are truly huge heart. We are truly people with so much love inside of us to give. But we must learn to give that love to ourselves first. And how did I heal this? So... Being on a journey to really accepting myself, 
really, really just accepting that I am this love addict and that there's so much anxiety surrounding love and connections. And, you know, even it can be even something like your work environment, the the fear of what other people think of you and the fear that you're not good enough and constantly trying to please others. And you're really stepping outside of your authenticity when you're doing that. Right. And it, your life becomes very, it almost feels like you're living a fake life because you're not just present and grounded within your physical body and calm because everything is hypersensitive. So I remember when I first started becoming self aware. Now, this is the key to healing this is to be very present in your physical body when you're feeling anxious. And I, I always talk about uh, text messages because, you know, for an anxious attachment style, uh, something as small as a text message and texting people or calls, anything to do with your phone, can just trigger so much anxiety. And I always give this, in, this example because you can see how small of a thing it is and then you can use this uh, and kind of, use this and transfer it into other areas of your life and use it kind of as a, a, a guideline and to healing other parts of yourself, okay? Other, other areas of your life with this, these tools. So for example, as the, as the anxious attachment style, when I really, really, really liked somebody and they sent me a text message, First of all, you're already waiting with so much anxiety and your entire focus is waiting on that person's text message to send them for them to send you a text message, right? And I know you are agreeing with me. A lot of you are listening and you're like, yep, that's me waiting by my phone the entire day. Almost like that emoji where the girl and the guy are like waiting and there's like that waiting. Um, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but they're like it just they just look like they're waiting 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 um that's you that's me by the phone waiting um and so this person texts you and you're constantly the anxiety is there it's high stress you're overthinking what to send back to them as a text message maybe you're asking your friend what what should i say like you just are so unsure um, about how to be authentic because you're you're just overthinking of what you need to say, saying the right thing. Will I say the wrong thing? Are they going to text back right away? What are they doing? Like there's all these questions that arise and your mind chatter goes crazy and all of your energy goes into that one single text message that that person sent. And that is no way to live your life take a deep breath when I say that it is no way to live your life there's no peace in that space letting something so small have so much power and control over you is no fun and so here's how we heal it when you're in that moment where that anxiety arises and you're feeling all these crazy thoughts in your head and wondering and wondering what's happening and what's going on. Just see yourself in that moment. Become self-aware. Become aware of yourself in that moment. And what I began to do, because I felt the anxiety, 
I began to pull myself in my outside of my body and stand above my body in my mind. Almost like a remote, remote viewing of myself. In your mind, you can do this. You can stand above your body in your mind and look down on you. So in that moment, I would pull myself out of my body, stand above my body and witness myself having an anxious freak out attack over a text message from somebody. And in that moment, when I started to see myself, I began to let go. I began to surrender. I began to absolutely think I looked so ridiculous to let something so small have so much control over me. And mind you, this is an emotional body reaction. So you're having to process through this uncomfortable energy constantly until you get used to it and shift into a new energy, right? This is like literally you are building a muscle. This takes work. This does not happen overnight. And the more and more that I would see myself when that anxiety arose in any situation... I began to ask myself, you know, am I creating a scenario about something that I have absolutely no control over? And you start to realize that the only thing that you have control over is yourself, your emotions, your your thoughts, your reaction to things, your responses to things. That is the only thing that we have control over. We don't have control over people and their lives. And one thing about the anxious attachment style is we almost are really good at manipulating, not in a like in a bad way, right? Because we have big hearts, but in a way that we know how to get people um, to like us because we pay very close attention to what their needs are. We pay very close attention to what people like and what people want. And so in our own, you know, twisted and weird, insecure, fear of abandonment type of way, We really know how to get people to like us. You know, paying for stuff, doing this, doing that, going above and beyond, cooking for them, buying them things, driving them here, driving them there, letting them stay with you. And the list goes on. We pay very close attention to the needs of others and we will abandon our own needs to please the needs of others. And that is one major key to this anxious attachment style for you to see that you have been putting yourself last. The more and more that you can see yourself in every situation and really work from a space of reciprocation, letting people also put in work for you, letting people prove to you through their actions, right? Because we're, we're love addicts. It's so easy for us to listen to someone's words and just fall for it and trust because as an anxious attachment style, we are so open and trusting from the beginning because we so badly want love. We so badly want validation. We so badly want companionship and for somebody to be there for us. Very important for you to start seeing yourself. Are you abandoning yourself and putting the needs of others before yourself? And every time that that anxiety arises, begin to see yourself instead of 
you know, freaking out over a text message. Take a deep breath before you respond. Take a deep breath and and respond from a calm and logical space. And really allow people in your life to put in that work for you, to reciprocate that energy that you so easily give to others. You have to understand that, you know, you and myself, we tend to be the ones that self-sabotage because we hold on so tightly that it ends up pushing it away. The more and more detachment that you are practicing, detachment from that text message, seeing it from an outside perspective, detachment from, you know, your even your family and friends dynamics. Are you too much of the people pleaser and the overgiver? And you immerse yourselves in the energies and you want to please and make everything better and everything okay that you're the person that abandons yourself. No, start to see from a different perspective. Detach yourself. See from an above perspective and it will bring anxiety while you're doing this. Really recognize that. See from a higher perspective and pull your energy back into yourself. You are in control of yourself. You are in control of your life. The more and more that you feel in your power, the more and more you will love yourself. You will forgive yourself. You will see how brilliant and amazing and lovable you were this whole time, that you didn't need somebody to come in and validate and love you, that you needed to just see yourself in in your glory and in your brilliance within yourself, really to love yourself from within. And that, my friends, detaches you from the need to have somebody there to love you because you will begin to love yourself. And that will invite in a gentle energy. As an anxious attachment style, we require full honesty. We require somebody with a gentle energy to work with us. A partner with a gentle peaceful and patient energy it is one of our biggest lessons aside from detachment and seeing yourself self-awareness to practice patience we so easily jump into things and as fast as they come is as fast as they go because we have no patience. We're so afraid to be unloved. We're so afraid to lose love and we're so afraid of not having it that we end up just jumping right in without even thinking or, you know, paying attention to the red flags or, you know, just giving it a chance to build its healthy foundation. It is so important for you to slow down, be patient, allow somebody to, you know, court you and, you know, reciprocate that energy that you give, right? Again, um, the other thing is for the anxious attachment style, it is so important for us to choose a partner that is gentle with us, that will listen to us when we feel anxious and that we can admit that, right? I am in a partnership with somebody who 
knows me so well and honors me so well that when I feel anxious, when we have uncomfortable conversations, because that's one thing as an anxious attachment style, we hate that confrontation. We really don't like those uncomfortable conversations because we feel like there's something wrong with us. We always want to put the blame on us, right? And my partner is so gentle with me. Whenever we have uncomfortable conversations and he knows that I'm being triggered and he knows that my unworthiness wounds are very present in that moment, he reminds me that it's him, not me. He goes, babe, remember, it's me. It's not you. There's nothing wrong with you at all. And he's like, I want you to know that I love you and it's okay. Like, he's very gentle with me. He reminds me of our love in those moments and that it's unbreakable. And, you know, he just knows exactly what um, I need in that moment. And that actually came from me being expressive of my own anxious attachment style. I was the one to open up about my anxious attachment style with him and explain to him my own fears and when they arise and when the anxiety is there. I was the one to comfortably do that. And that's the place as an anxious attachment style that you have to get to. You have to be comfortable being who you are with this, you know, and you have to be okay to express to people your needs. Um, because as an anxious attachment style, we don't do that. We put the needs of others before our own. And that is a recipe for disaster. It is your job to communicate your truth to people so that they know how to work with you and be gentle with you. And my partner is so gentle with me that he allows me to process and work through my uncomfortable emotions and feelings. And I, I am so open to telling him when I'm feeling like I need to process something. And that's why there's such a healthy and strong foundation between the two of us because I have opened myself up and now he knows what I need and he can, you know, reassure me and validate me in those moments when I am unsure. It is very important for us to be able to be open with our partners. And, you know, because we really seek that validation, even though I've healed myself tremendously, I still have that inner child in me that seeks validation in uncomfortable moments. And that is one thing that you must know that to be in control of yourself and to be in control of your life is to fully accept who you are and to allow that part of yourself to not be hidden to you know be able to express who you really are and what you need from somebody and that way you're building a healthy foundation with someone and again move slow because you need to build the foundation. It needs to be strong and it needs to be sturdy. And as an anxious attachment style, we think that jumping in is the best idea. But it's really the furthest thing from the truth. Slow and steady wins the race. Okay, I love you guys so much. If you want to book a personal session with me, you can add my TikTok, Feels With Mish, and DM me there. You can add my Instagram, Feels With Mish. You can email me, feelswithmish at gmail.com. And I really hope that this was helpful for some of you. I know that I get, I get asked about this a lot. Just know you're not alone. That even though I've done all this work on myself, I still process through uncomfortable feelings and emotions. And I think that that will be, you know, this will be a lifelong journey to, to heal through. 
Okay, I love you guys.